Well, hello and welcome to episode 16 of the All Things Leagues podcast. Wow, incredible. Episode 16 already. Uh, with myself, Ed McIntyre, and uh, joining me uh, in the studio, as ever, as he always does, uh, it is Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm a little bit tired, but I'm still having a very good mood after this week. Yeah, good week? Yeah, yeah. Had yeah a good I've, one. I've had an awesome week. I, I, know, awesome you, I know you have. Monday... Meeting Howard Wilkinson, helping out with the Yellowstone podcast. Yeah, he's never he's never mentioned it once that he, he met Sergeant Wilco. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Preston away, of course, and then uh, uh, last night, Wednesday, good good set of results. Excellent set of results. Uh, we'll of course uh, look at the high and lows uh, of this week. Uh, being a Leeds United fan, the disappointment on Saturday, uh, losing one nil away at Birmingham, but then responding with a two 0 win uh, away at Preston. We'll go over both of those games in this episode. We'll, we'll uh, also go over the un twenty threes and their three 0 win over Ipswich on Monday at Ellen Road. We'll also look at uh, other bits of news regarding the un twenty threes as well as other bits of news coming out of Ellen Road in general. Uh, before looking ahead to the big game this Saturday, a Yorkshire. Derby, it's Leeds United versus Sheffield Wednesday. We'll discuss that. Plenty of stuff coming up here on the All Things Leeds podcast. Uh, well, let's start then. Uh, we, need, we need to start, don't we, with the disappointment uh, of Saturday. Let's go uh, in order. Uh, so, win a loss uh, away at Birmingham. Uh, what went wrong, Charles? What do you think went wrong? Um... As much as this pains me to say it, I think tactically Gary Monk sets up quite well <laughs> yeah. for the game. He, if you if you watch the way Birmingham set up, they do the, obviously they've got the four four two. They've got Jukovic and um, that's how you pronounce it, Jukovic, Jukovic, whatever. Um, <laughs> however you pronounce it, and uh, Che Adams up front. So you've obviously got the uh, Jukovic winning the high balls and the um, everything in the air, and Che Adams obviously took in the knockdowns and having efforts on goal, which he did quite a bit. Um, and obviously the, the the their full backs and their wingers were pressing our full backs and wingers quite well, yeah. which meant and they also congested the midfield quite well. So power had to drop deeper and deeper. We were kept it being kept quite well in our own half. We weren't really creating that much. I mean, Bamford had that really good opportunity in the first in the first half. Uh, Tyler Ops had a good opportunity, but we weren't really doing much. Yeah, yeah, tactical genius. Guy Monk. I mean, he, he did set up well. You know, the 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 came, the nicked a goal, and then and then just sat back and defended well. Which you know, I guess fair play to him. But I mean, you know, for me, the, the players just didn't really, you know, they didn't really look up to it. Really, did you know? They didn't reach the levels that we've seen from them throughout the season. Certainly, that we saw against Millwall just a week before as well. Yeah, Bielsa said that the last, 30, especially the last thirty minutes of the game, we allowed our standards to drop, and we weren't we weren't anywhere near where we should be. And he was, that, he said that was one of the. One of, the, one of the worst performances of the season, I would say. It's up there with the West Brom loss. The um, I'm trying to think of another really terrible performance. Hull, Hull at home, that was pretty Stuck. bad. Stoke away, that was terrible. Been plenty of pretty poor performances, really, where the players haven't reached the, the levels that they've set themselves. I would say plenty, because we're, we're <laughs> second in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have lost 10 league games, but some of the league games we've lost, we haven't deserved yeah. to lose. Yeah. Um, again, as you alluded to, missed opportunities again cost us really. Uh, Bamford missing about three or four really good chances. Uh, what was up? What was up with uh, him this game? I mean, for me, he looked quite short on confidence. To be honest, I actually, I'm not sure if he's short on confidence. The it was really unfortunate because he missed that chance that that Ailing whipped in and he hit against the post, and then like 60 seconds later, Che Adams scored. Yeah, 
So the whole game swung in 60 seconds because if Bamford scores that, then the, then they, the, Birmingham change their approach completely. They open up. They don't sit as deep. We get more chances, and the game becomes a lot, a lot less hassle for us. Yeah, because we have what well, the the best record in world football at the moment. It seems like for <laughs> scoring first and not losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, that was the most frustrating thing about you know the goal that we conceded uh, twenty nine minutes. Um, you know, Bamford he, he had just hit the post, uh, getting himself into the right areas. Unfortunately, you know, I mean you got to hit the target though. At least, you know, hit the post is not hitting on target. You need to hit the target. Uh, but of course, off the post, and then as you said, you know, just a few seconds later they go up the other end of the pitch and uh, Chay Adams uh, nets it in. I mean, poor defending from Leeds United as well. They, they weren't really good at defending at all, really, especially against Chay Adams. It, it seems to be this season you know, when they come up against pace, they don't really do tend to do that well. Yeah, we struggled. We struggled with Neil Mopay as well, didn't we? And obviously, you're always sharp. Sharp's always going to give you issues when you're playing Sheffield United. And um, there's been a couple of strikers we've we've struggled to deal with. For the most part, we've we've dealt with them. The the kind of long ball merchant teams we've dealt with quite well. Yeah. We, we dealt with the longer easily enough. We've we've dealt with. For the most part, I thought we dealt with Pookie uh, in both games we played because he didn't really get apart from that tapping. He got he got he didn't get a sniff of the ball. Yeah. So we have dealt with a few strikers really well, but um, Chatham's is on is on fire this season. Yeah, it, it, fourth highest goal scorer. Yeah, joint fourth, I think. Yeah, I think. well, he was before this game at least. I haven't checked now. I think Pookie's highest, and then it's Sharp, and then it's him. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's had a really good season. Uh, he was he was quite impressive last season. Like, you could see the potential in him last season, the season before. Yeah. So he, he has been, it's been in him for a while, and um, obviously they got James Beattie. At, Birmingham now with Pep Clutter who kind of yeah. brought Chris Wood up to that level. Yeah, kind of, kind of seen the same thing in 2016-17. So you can see the where Monks kind of de- developed. <laughs> That's the kind of thing with Monk teams. They have someone who scores all the goals, and then the rest of the team just defend. Yeah, That's your job. Just lump balls defend, forward to him. Get it to the person that scores the goals, or get it to the person that creates the goals. For yeah. our, our plan when, we, when Monk managers was just give it to Pablo Hernandez, he will find Chris Wood, we yeah. will score a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, back onto uh, Bamford then, a few missed opportunities, you know, a few chances where, you know, uh, the one point in the second half where Dallas cussed the ball into him and he skied it from uh, close range. Uh, but you know, Bamford, he received quite a lot of cris- criticism after this game for the chances that he missed. What, what do you make of it all? I think it's more. I don't think it's personal, kind of anger towards him. It's no. frustration. It's this point in the season. People are desperate, really desperate yeah. for us to achieve something. And Leeds fans are bad for picking scapegoats. We've Cooper, yeah. Cooper, Phillips, Alioski, um, loads of uh, Peacock Farrell. There's been a lot of players scapegoated for goals yeah. in this season. When in reality, it's a, a kind of a, a whole team. Not defending properly in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was just the gen. I think it was more of a general frustration finding a focal point, and the focal point happened to be Bamford had missed a couple of chances. We need roof back. We need Edmondson in. There was a panic. There was. Yeah. We need. So we, th- there was just a worry that we'd we'd we'd, yeah. we'd screwed it up. Yeah. Which, as it turned out, we hadn't. But we didn't. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I see quite a lot of fans uh, saying that. I mean, you know, it's just passion and you know as you say you know anger from fans you know we're, we're desperate now we want this team to be back in the league and when things aren't going our way we, we you know we, we try we try to pick names now i don't agree with fans you know you know tweeting the players directly messaging them saying you know how, how bad they've been no. uh but you know what what annoys me you know you've got stuff on facebook facebook groups and people having to go at people for say it for 
for having to go up with players. You know, we've gone in a Facebook group and, and said he oh, wasn't good this game. Uh, I don't think he's up to it. Maybe need to drop him. And then, of course, Bamford in the next game, you know, scores two goals and, and they're saying, you know, uh, you know, every, everyone's allowed an opinion. It's just it's just passion from fans. But um, you know, you know, if Bamford, you know, he's the striker. He's paid to score. Yes, he was getting himself in the in the, in the positions, but when he's not scoring, which is his job, then. Uh, you know, some of the blame's gonna go on him, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I can't remember what I was gonna say now. I had something, I had something in my head the entire time you were talking there, and I've lost it. Um, yeah, it's 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 just because we we really we really want to, to be up. We really do want to be up, yeah. and and we paid a lot of money for Bamford as well. Bear in mind, like Roof, you could always get away with it because he only costs us a couple of million quid. Yeah. Seven million for Bamford. Uh, Edmondson's youth academy is free. Uh, Roberts was two and a half, yeah. so they all get away with it a little bit. Bamford's the main man, the he, star man. He, he, he was our marquee signing for the season. I, mean, I know, I know, he got he was out for five months with injury, which means, I mean, t- to even be near double figures is fairly impressive. Yeah. given how many starts it he's is had. impressive. Yeah, um, he's on nine goals now. And you can see him in the last five games picking up a couple more. So he, he will get over the 10-goal mark. Yeah. Which, given Roof's only scored 14 this whole season, that's pretty impressive because our goals have been very well spread. Alioski's got seven or eight. Uh, Roof's got 14. Bamford's got nine. Pablo. Pablo's got 12. Click. Click's got seven or eight. Yeah. Cooper as well. He, he's Cooper's got, got he's three, got I think. Yeah, um, I mean to be fair, Bamford, you know, he wasn't the only one missing chances. We had a good, good opportunity two minutes in uh, when Roberts he broke down the right hand side. All he had to do was cut it back. Jack Harrison's in there, and it's going to be one nil to us, which was uh, which was quite frustrating to see. Um, yeah, Bamford seemed to be a scapegoat for fans, but you know it's passion, and when when you have a striker and he's missed opportunities, which could inevitable inevitably cost us promotion at the end of the season, then uh, you know he's he's going to get a bit of stick. You know it's part and parcel of of, of his job, uh, but. As we are, as we know now, it is back in our own hands after the uh, midweek fixtures. Uh, that loss, uh, uh, but on Saturday that loss and uh, Sheffield United being pressed and one nil away, uh, we dropped back down into uh, third uh, and one point behind second. But enough about that. That's old news. That's old news now. Uh, let's move on to the midweek games. Leeds United on uh, Tuesday night away at Preston, winning two 0 Charles, me and you were there. We were. Yeah. So, some away there. That it was a good laugh. Yeah, really good, and um, yeah, when we scored, there were home fans in the home end as well, causing yeah, all kinds there of was trouble. One guy got spat on and bottle thrown at him, <laughs> while it, and he was uh, he was trying, basically trying to fight the whole stand while stewards dragged him away, which was yeah. well funny. And to think, you know, we we sold out our away allocation five and a half thousand, and there's still still Leeds fans in the home end. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy for a Tuesday night. Away at Preston as well. Not, not the nicest place to go on a Tuesday night, but um, there, there, there wasn't. There were barely any fans in that stadium. Yeah, and they still had a shout of playoffs if they'd have won that yeah. game. Tell so you what, that drum they had was annoying as it's it always well. annoying. <laughs> Never does anything. Never gets the fans up. No, um, nothing can get them fans up. <laughs> um, but. I mean, this game, I, I thought we were all over Preston from start to finish, really. You know, they, they had a few opportunities here and there. At one point where free kick, they... They, 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 had, a lot, they had a lot of set pieces that they... Um, they had that one quick free... They had a couple of quick free kicks which were, were a bit dangerous. Yeah, which kind of caught us out a bit. Um, but... And yeah, it was the first kind of 20 minutes or so weren't... It wasn't... I wouldn't say it was domination from Leeds. It was, it was a very open game. Yeah. It was pretty end-to-end. But then we kind of took control of the game, really. 
Um, yeah, um, Bamford had an effort just over the bar, and Anders tested the keeper. Yeah, Roberts as well. Click, he missed a good opportunity Cl- as Click well. Click had the best chance. Of, I say best chance. He he had the best effort of the half because yeah, because um, of the first half. Yeah, the first half because he um, he sent it just like maybe six inches wide of the far post. Um, you can't say it was a bad effort because it was a good effort. Yeah. It was just a, it was it was a little bit unlucky yeah. for the final, and it, it was on his weak foot as well. So we yeah. did well to to get it anywhere near the target, but. Other than that, it was a bit kind of we need to push on here. Someone yeah. someone said it felt the first half at Preston felt like a bit of a consolidation half, kind of like a because obviously we'd struggled at um, Birmingham and we'd um, made hard work at Millwall uh, that we, we we just needed to kind of get through it uh, without conceding and then push on the second half and score, which yeah. is what we did. But we were slightly helped, as we will discuss. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was important that we, that we didn't concede first, um, definitely, because we, we, we've seen it this season before. When, when Preston got ahead against us uh, in the Cup, right at the beginning of the season, they went ahead really early on and just that time wasting and cheating. So uh, really important that we, that we didn't go down. Uh, nice to see players having shots. You, you said it. You know, Plenty of players were having shots, uh, especially in the first half at the keeper, which was good to see. We were, you know, some games we, we haven't really seen that. Yeah, Bamford said in his post-match interview that he'd, he'd changed up his game slightly. He was because because he, he, he gets sometimes gets criticised for being a bit too nice for us to be a centre forward and not and not horrible enough. Because you get people like kind of Luis Suarez and yeah. people like that that just are horrible and yeah. just just do just barging into you and annoying you. And Bamford said he's he's tried to. Especially in Birmingham and Preston game, he said he didn't quite get it right at Birmingham, but at Preston he he he, 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 he said his mission was to annoy the centre backs into fouling him and giving away and picking up cards. Yeah. And he said within the first forty minutes or so, I got clattered by Davies, their centre half, and he picked up a yellow. And I knew I could focus on him from there and out. <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah, game plan. yeah, he could. Yeah, it's it's not really in him, is it, the, the Tory boy? <laughs> He's too nice a lad, isn't he? Yeah. You see him get interviewed, and he's just he's just stood there going, um, "Oh yeah, I've had a really nice evening. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home now and watch the Champions League highlights." Yeah, I'm gonna follow the Sheffield United Birmingham game. My iPad. We're gonna have a nice bit of relax. Glass of Merlot. Cup, cup of tea. Play, play the cello. Yeah. Um, but much better in the second half. The second half sending off did help us massively. Uh, ben Pearson uh, showing a red card four minutes into the half after bringing our Bamford. Uh, definite red card though. You know, Bamford's the last man. Yeah, yeah, definite red card. I saw some Preston fans disagreeing that it was a red card, but even if it hadn't been a red card, which it was, Ben Pearson was already on a yellow card, and that was a yellow card, at least a yellow card challenge. <laughs> yeah. So he would have been set off anyway. Yeah. The, dis- the only difference is how long he is suspended for. Yeah. He would still be off. Because, yeah. I mean, because even the most lenient referee is given a yellow for barging him over when he's running running towards goal. Yeah, it's a goal-scoring opportunity. Bamford's one-on-one with the keeper pretty much. He goes behind him and takes and, him and down. And Ben Pearson's first yellow card was stupid as well because it wasn't for a foul because he fouled um, Jack Harrison on the byline and then the referee just waved it for a free kick and then Ben Pearson went over to shout in the referee's face and got booked for dissent. <laughs> so he, he's an actual moron. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Preston go down 10 men, it helps us massively. Uh, on the subject of uh, red cards, were we lucky not to be down to 10 men? Luke Aylin's challenge in the first half, uh, the home fans weren't happy at all. Uh, I saw a lot of Norwich fans piling in as well, because yeah. everyone wants their opinion on everything. Yeah, uh, He did slide in, studs up. It was quite a reckless challenge, really, for Aylin. It was late, but 
it was more like a trailing leg. He wasn't like the the Brendier one. The, 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 I'm, I'm going to focus on. I know that you're not about Preston fans, but the Brendier one, which is people saying it's similar to. He, he there was no attempt to win the ball there. He sees he's not won the ball and decides to it karate kick him in the shin. Yeah. Whereas Aylins is he sliding in to block it and he can't quite get his foot down in time and clips slightly clips slowly as well. It's not even fast paced the tackle. Yeah, the ankle and he he basically the Preston player just trips over. He's not injured in any way. There's no mm. danger from it. And the, re- the referees, I, I mean, he, he probably should have got a yellow for it, but the referee was quite lenient towards Leeds in the game. And so, so, I mean, the free kicks were a bit dodgy because Bamford kept giving away weird free kicks for people jumping over the back of him, which I didn't really understand. Yeah. Uh, I, I would definitely say that, he, you know, the referee he was, you know, he, he was kind of more lenient, you know, to us, but I thought the officials overall were just really poor in the game. No, there were, there were some decisions for throw-ins which looked like, you know... The, the, yeah. the, the decisions slightly favoured us. Yeah. Um, especially with regards to um, bookings. Yeah. Cause, but, cause but, the um, We got bookings eventually. I think um, I think Phillips got got a booking for time-wasting. Yeah. And and I think Click nearly got one for booting the ball away, but he got away with it. Yeah. And um, did, you, did Bamford get one? Not sure. Uh, I know that the home fans weren't happy. Yeah, the they, officials. They, they, they debuted them off at half time. Yeah, they were furious with them because they thought, I don't know, we, we're always like that with the officials at Ellen Road. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we often get really annoyed with the officials. But we do usually get really bad officials at Ellen Road. We don't, we don't get many good ones. I mean, everyone in the EFL just gets bad officials. They're not, you know, the standard referee yeah, we, we, in the football we've league. Had, is we've had some good. very poor referees in the past, yeah. but then but sometimes I've, I've seen decisions in games and I've been thinking, that's ridiculous. And then I've watched the highlights back and I've thought, yeah, all right, fair enough. That's a free kick. Yeah. So you, you, perspective from the stand isn't as the same as good as perspective from when you're watching on a stream or you're watching on Sky or anything like that because obviously you get the bird's eye view. Mm. But we've had some poor referees in the past, but they, yeah, they, they were just, the, the referee was very lenient in this game. And I thought, yeah, the linesmen in particular weren't very good. Like, I know you would disagree with this, but the um, Preston, when they, then they, had, they had no shots in target the whole game. However, I'm not sure how right that is because at one point, you know when they, um, they fired it at Casillas near post and it went out and they gave a goal kick. And on the highlights, it clearly shows it coming off Casillas' knee. Yeah, it and looked that, like that a should, corner, yeah. That should have been a corner, but it wasn't a corner. Yeah. So there, was, there was kind of things like that all game and yeah. there was every now and again it went out for a, a Leeds goal kick and I thought that might have been a corner. Yeah. Um, but, oh, sorry. I should silent, have, mate. I should have put my phone on silent. <laughs> um, yeah, so so they got down to send men uh, four minutes into the second half. Did help us massively. Twelve minutes later, uh, we do go ahead. Patrick Bamford here, one touch and then a, a strike from outside the box. I mean, excellent goal from Bamford. Excellent goal. His initial touch is quite poor, but, yeah. but it sets him up very well towards the centre of the box. Yeah, and luckily their defenders don't really react to it quickly. Yeah, and... Um, Hernandez gets quite lucky for the because it, the the it basically he, Hernandez clatters into the defender with the ball and it bounces kindly over for Bamford who takes a heavy touch out of his feet realizes he might have overhit it you can see it in his eyes if you watch the highlights he thinks he's over, he's he's touched it too hard and he's sent it too far yeah but the strike was was perfect it was he got the a great amount of power on it, a great amount of whip, sent it round the keeper. The, the very few keepers are saving that. It's a, it's a good goal. Yeah. I mean, some people are saying goal of the season. I don't agree with that, but it was. Yeah, I think I think there's a you know if you maybe from a touch click that's that probably better than that, but it's, it's still incredible goal. Yeah. Uh, Bamford, it gave him a lot of confidence. He went on to score score the second on uh, seventy six minutes. Nice move from uh, Leeds United here. Uh, resulted in a click. 
Uh, his first time cross, it was blocked and then crossed again. And Bamford was in there. He was unmarked in the box. Uh, you know, it probably looked fairly easy to some people, but it was quite far out and it was still a powerful header. It was a good header. Yeah, it was it was poor defending from Preston, really, because... He um, was, was stood free about six yards out. Yeah, it was... Well, maybe it's like more than maybe yeah. about eight yards out because he was um, in between the penalty spot and the six-yard box. But you you could you can't leave him alone there. You can't leave your, the, the, your opposition striker unmarked <laughs> yeah. there. I didn't think they thought that Click was going to find him, though. Because Click's first attempt at the cross, didn't he try to cross the floor uh, pass, which got cut out, but it, fort- it was fortunate it bounced back to him. Yeah. So he decided to kind of whip it over the top. It was a great cross eventually in the, in the end. Yeah. But um, And then the the, uh, the header were brilliant, but obviously once you score one, you tend to score a few. That's the, when, <laughs> when the floodgates <laughs> open um, for strikers, it's usually a good thing because as soon as you get over the dry spell, you usually... You're fine, yeah. But um, so hopefully Bamford's got over that. I say dry spell because he's got like nine goals and like fourteen starts or something. Yeah, stupid. I, I, I never, I never really look, look into those because it, right, it's, it's never going to happen. But say a player plays ten games, don't score a goal in nine of them, and then the last game, the tenth game, he scores ten goals. And then you're saying he's averaged a goal a game now. You know, it, I know it's never going to happen, but never really look into you know how many goals in starts true you know these these are the first few but goals that no one ever scored. scores 10 goals in one game in a championship no, game no I said that it's never going to happen but you know it averages out you know he scored two goals in this game the last time he scored was um, Bolton on it Bolton at home was it after that was West Brom after Bolton I'm not sure um, yeah West Brom were after Bolton he's got a couple there yeah Anyway, anyway, it's two goals for him here. Uh, unlucky not to get a hat-trick. He should have had a hat-trick, shouldn't he have? Bristol City was his last goal. Yeah. He should have had a hat-trick, though, shouldn't he? Yes, he should. Um, he said it afterwards, I, he said himself, I should have had a hat-trick. I think he tripped. I think he tried to chip the keeper and, and kick the ground because um, he, he said his, his legs were gone by about the 78th minute or something. Yeah. That's why he got took off after, straight after his... Um, actually, you know, it, it, was the eight, it was kind of on the 80-minute mark when he had that effort. And he said, oh, my legs were pretty much gone. So, obviously, yeah. uh, Bielsa's brought him off and put Roof on. And Roof actually nearly had a great chance himself, but Roof um, fell over, fell over <laughs> on the on the edge of their box. Yeah. Well, Same with Bamford uh, for, for his hat-trick. You know, uh, threw one-on-one with the keeper, and then he just kind of fell over, really. No, if you watch it, he gets kind of nudged off the ball yeah. by um, the, their, their centre-half from behind. And then he... he he gets nudged slightly and then he trips over the ball. So, yeah. But still, two goals. He's responding to his critics for, for celebrations. Um, you, you, you can tell you know he knows about the criticism that, he, that he's well, he's, got. He said he was getting jeered sarcastically before kickoff when he was banging them in. You know, for the you know when you strikers do like practice against, yeah. <laughs> against the keepers in in warm up, and he said he was getting jeered sarcastically. <laughs> and he said he said Jesus really was it was actually <laughs> remote. And I, I I just think why why would you bother doing that. Yeah, I I I would I wouldn't personally. Why'd you do bother that? jeering at? I mean, it happened to Jeroy Grot last season. I remember when we came to Preston last time. Yeah, that's Jeroy Grot though. And he got, yeah, but he was. Hmm. He, he wasn't. He, you know, he's, he's not as he's not the, the same caliber as Bamford, is he? Yeah, but he was also like younger than we are now. Yeah. It was yeah. a bit harsh in high Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with it. Uh, definitely not. But uh, yeah, Bamford he's responding to his critics in style. Two goals here. Uh, just hope now. He uh, kicks on. He show consistency. That's that's the key thing. He needs to be consistent. He needs to, you know, if if he scores at the weekend, you know, that that's great. Just hopefully he kicks on now. Yep. Um. Because <laughs> the game, the, the weekend's going to be completely easy. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, banging form. Yeah. Yorkshire Derby. 
they hate us. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hope, hopefully Bamford's uh, full of confidence. It's, it's going to be a very emotionally confusing afternoon for Sheffield United fans. <laughs> Who do you want to win? Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, uh, we do hold on to win 2 0. A big away win. Uh, impressive. Uh, yeah, great great response from the uh, Birmingham loss by the players. Um, net result, of course, always jumped back into second and two points clear, but Sheffield United still had to play on the Wednesday uh, night, which they did, and they ended up drawing one all. And wait, Birmingham, Guy Monk doing us a favour. Fantastic. <laughs> yep. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, well, you were watching it on the Sky. I wasn't watching it. I was following it on Twitter. And then every now and again, you would just send me a text like "Jesus" or "That was close," and then wouldn't send any detail. So <laughs> I had to try and I had to try and suss out what I could from the Birmingham and Sheffield United um, timelines on Twitter, yeah. and they were very vague about what was going on. Um, yeah, it seemed like it actually seemed like Birmingham had the better opportunities to score throughout the game uh, I'd say Sheffield United were definitely the, the better team in the game they, they worked great I, I, I wasn't impressed with them at all no, I'm not about better team um, I'm about having better chances to score because Che Adams had that effort which got palmed out the top corner basically didn't it and yeah. um, Jota had a, had a shot uh, going for the bottom corner that got saved There was a, Birmingham had a few chances that they could have scored yeah. but I wasn't watching it and I, I, I wasn't thinking you know, Sheffield United are going to win I mean yeah, yes later on McGoldrick had that header that you know hit, hit that Landed on the roof of the net, which kind of made me nervous because it looked like it had gone in. But no, at no point I was I was worried that Sheffield United they're, they're going to go run away with this game. Uh, of course, they did go one 0 ahead, and Birmingham equalised you know very shortly after, which was which was great because <laughs> one minute you're thinking, ah, oh, it's going to be it's going to be this in it. We're we're, we're going to go back down to third, then Birmingham equalised, and yeah, they held they held on. Guy Monk doing us a favour. Thank you, Birmingham. Um, credit to Birmingham as well. You know they, they lost quite a few games, and then they, they take three points off us and take a point off Sheffield United. Which I mean, two I'd big s- results for them. I'd sooner they not take three points off us. Yeah, two big results for them. Though, I'll, so. I'll forgive them yeah. for, for, for for taking a point off Sheffield United. Yeah, all, all, all is forgiven, Birmingham. All is forgiven. Uh, Norwich they also drew two all two all at home to Reading. Uh, we're now only six That's points. Very funny. Yeah, Norwich fans having a meltdown because they've actually lost a game. Oh, They're still no. top of the league. They haven't lost a game. They drew a game. Ah, they drew a game, yeah. They, they haven't won a game. Mm. And uh, Norwich fans are having a meltdown, which was funny. Uh, we're now winning six points off the league leaders, Norwich. <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> no. But I don't care. Like, you care. I don't care. I, don't, I, I, I don't just want to be in the Premier League. I, I don't, don't care how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, same I here. really don't. I, same I mean, I'd rather not go through the playoffs. That would be awful. But yeah. I'd rather finish. I, and I, The best scenario is finishing first. Yeah. But I will take the Goldilocks situation of coming second. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm not bothered about... That's that, still yeah. nowhere near safe. Yeah. We're, we're one point ahead with five games to go. There's 15 points to play for and we're yeah. one point ahead. So it's still a lot of twists and turns that, that are going to happen, which we've seen um, in, in, in the past few weeks. Um, just a quick word on Wednesday night games. And Man United, they lost 1-0 at home to Barcelona. So, <laughs> I mean, all around, just great, resu- great results for midweek fixtures. That was a weird goal. I yeah. mean that that probably shouldn't have even gone in because Luke Shaw it it was um, Messi crossed it to Suarez at the back post and Suarez rather than heading it towards goal headed it heads it across goal and, and it, it hits Shaw yeah it smashes off Shaw's shoulder and goes straight in yeah there, uh, nothing wrong with the goal but the linesman gave it offside for some reason and uh, VAR overturned um, it's because Suarez was offside at the start of the move but it, but the linesman didn't pull his bag up until. Suarez started celebrating. Yeah, he, he really weird. Suarez was offside at the start of the move, but he wasn't involved in the attack at that point. Yeah. Uh, Messi was involved in the attack, and Messi was definitely onside. Yeah, and then by the time uh, Messi had crossed it, Suarez was back onside. Yeah, so he he was 
it was fine. Yeah. It was it was it was really funny because it was given offside. And you could see all those cretins in the front row of the Stratford and starting to give it large. And then obviously the uh, the VAR went give it as a goal, and they all just sat down silent. It was well funny. Yeah, I mean, just just a great just a great midweek, really great midweek. And yeah, what a week so far for me. You know, it's Thursday now, but meeting Howard Wilkinson on Monday, Leeds United beating Preston Tuesday. Good results on the Wednesday. Hopefully, Leeds United can can finish it off with with a win this weekend. That'll be a that'll be a perfect week. And <laughs> um, to Barcelona, we'll be playing them in a few years. By the way, when, when we go up this season, we'll finish them in Champions League and we'll be playing them. No, we won't. <laughs> That's true. Mate, we're we're never going to have to play Preston again. No. No, but we are going to Watford our way through the next ten years. And <laughs> if you if you're deluded if you think we won't. I would I would quite happily Watford our way through the next ten years. Finish mid table in the Premier League. Yeah, that, that I would be fine with doing that. Get to a few FA Cup finals, that'd be nice. Well, if you could, if you can get to an FA Cup finals, <laughs> yeah. I mean, our record in finals is absolutely abysmal. But hopefully, we'll have to play Man City every bloody year. Otherwise, we'll <laughs> lose. Um, but yeah, Leeds United did they do remain second now, just one point above Sheffield United in third. Five games remaining now. Uh, as I said, still plenty of twists and turns uh, could happen, as we've seen over the past couple of weeks couple of weeks uh, but Leeds United please please don't blow it <laughs> don't blow it Leeds United <laughs> there's a lot of time yet yeah 15 points to play for and this weekend's going to be really tough because Millwall on, on terrible yeah. form pressure's going to be on us if Sheffield United when they were and playing, we, playing we before play us them, yeah. they're playing just before us against Millwall hopefully Millwall do us a favour um, worst, worst case scenario we're two points behind on kickoff. yeah and we have to win yeah Best case scenario, we are one point ahead on kickoff with a chance to go four points clear. Yeah, but every time but we've had in the middle ground, we, we could be level on points. Every time we've had a chance to go points clear of somebody, we've screwed up this season. The Norwich game at home, the Sheffield United game at home, the um, we've had other chances. I think the whole, I think the whole game at home as well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, let's move on to the uh, Legion Island Twenty Threes. Uh, then before we uh, preview the, uh, the game this Saturday, uh, so the in 23s to win uh, 3 0 uh, over Ipswich at Ellen Road on Monday night. Clackador opening the scoring, and Bavardi uh, also getting a goal in the first half. Bavardi scoring. There were no fans on the pitch, though, which was uh, unfortunate. But there weren't that many fans in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Ryan Emerson, he made it free uh, in the second half. I mean, you know, the, the players, they'd already won the league, but I mean, you know, it's great from them not, you know, not to drop. Off, not to drop in form and just keep going. Well, Ipswich are top of the the southern um, uh, under twenty three division, where obviously top of the northern. Yeah. So it was nice to say that uh, because after the season's over, we got to into the playoff, don't we? Top two of the northern, top two of the southern. So it's nice to say, put a statement out there before we even start the playoff that we've just slapped the the person at the top of your league three <laughs> nil. Um, and Clark and Orr's goal was the pick of the bunch. It was yeah. a great move, and yeah. he's slightly past the keeper. Edmondson's got a bit of a fortunate deflection of the keeper, and uh, Berardi's got it. Kind of the keeper saved it out when it fell to his feet, so he just blasted it. In. Yeah, but um, Clark Adore, I mean, I, I know I've said it plenty of times on this podcast, but he's going to be a great player. I'm, I'm a big fan of Clark Adore. You know, it was it was a good finish by, by him, chested it down. He's a more naturally it. skillful winger than Clark is. Yeah, I, I like it all. I, I think he's class. Uh, Ryan Emerson uh, is coming too, uh, as you as you uh, said. Uh, we've discussed him over recent weeks, but he, he's going to be a top player, isn't he, in the future? Ryan Emerson, you know, the highest goal scorer for the uh, under twenty three this season. Um, you know, he's going to be a good player. But uh, Charles, uh, who are you most impressed by in the under twenty three side? Most impressed. By. Yeah, who is the standout for you? Well, I mean, there's, there's, 
Edmondson is the cop-out answer, isn't it, really? Because yeah. he scored the most goals. He's he's developing into a decent target man and a good finisher in the kind of Vaduka mould. I quite like Jordan Stevens. I don't think he gets enough plaudits. I think he, uh, obviously, Clackador gets a lot. You hear about Clackador on this podcast. I love him. I and love he, gets, him. he gets a lot of plaudits. But Jordan Stevens chips in with a lot of good goals and good assists. Yeah. And um, he's always finding the key passes and doesn't really get a mention much. And bear in mind, we signed him from Forest Green Rovers last, last season. Yeah. Um, from their first team and just dropped him straight into our under-23s. He's, he's, he's really good. Uh, just a quick word then on the uh, regular first-teamers who played, providing for sure they start the game, both actually coming off on their 30 minutes, um, to be available for the Preston game the following night. Were you surprised to see these guys play for you in 23s on Monday um, and involved in the Preston game on the Tuesday? Well, they're not getting a lot of game time in the first team, so if you're going to keep a match fit, you've got to play them. Yeah. Um, and yep. Yeah, Brady was good when he came, when he came on. There was one point when he ran towards the byline like a like a winger late on in yeah. the Preston game. Yeah, but Brady and Forshaw both coming on uh, for the Preston game, playing two games in two days. Yeah, for, we we always stick Forshaw on for Roberts as a kind of because he's a lot more solid, he's a lot more defensive than Roberts. When we're trying to see a game out, we chuck Forshaw on. If, yeah, or if, or if we need to give Fernandez a platform to run forward, we chuck chuck Forshaw on because he's. As well, he, he's just <laughs> he keeps things ticking over. He's one. Of, he's like a in the Jordan Henderson mold of just keeping games just going and going and clearing up any messes, spraying it out, and then just staying put. Yeah, that, that's the kind of player for sure is. And weirdly enough, they're both scousers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, no, I, I was surprised, but I mean, you know, like like you said, you know, his first team is getting minutes, which they need, keeping the match fitness uh, when they're not getting uh, minutes, minutes, you know, in the first team regular uh, minutes. Um, that's the twenty-threes. They just keep on impressing. So great stuff from them. Uh, just a final word before we move um, off of the under twenty-threes. Uh, this week they announced that the Premier League Cup semi-final tie against uh, Newcastle uh, that will not be played at Ellen Road. It will instead be played at Nevermore Park in Guiseley. Uh, strange decision, really, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think they'd make a ton of money if they played at Ellen Road. <laughs> yeah, because I think everyone would want to go at that semi-final. Yeah, you, you think you, you know at Ellen Road. There'd be a much bigger crowd, you know. Ellen Road, everyone gets to it on you'd a match probably, day. It's probably easier to get to than Geisley. You'd probably get eight to ten thousand at Ellen Road. Yeah, it, it's probably much easier to get there. Yeah, you, you, well, it's far easier because Geisley's in the middle of bloody nowhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> I mean, it's like a forty-minute drive from where I live, or, yeah. uh, or something like that. Something stupid. Yeah, you know, but, people know where Ellen Road is. They know how to get there. So and you'd, you'd make a fair bit of money, and the under twenty-three is have more support. There's no, I think. I mean, obviously, we like to maintain a good relationship with Tadcaster and Geisley and, and the smaller clubs around Leeds because um, well, because whenever they develop a decent player, we we just we, we call them up, we take them, but, <laughs> and they don't mind because we we give them tons of revenue when we play games at their place. Because yeah. I think Tadcaster, every time we play there, we break the attendance record. Yeah, and give them give them a ton of money, <laughs> so they don't really mind that much. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's still a strange decision. I thought, you know, Ellen Road, bigger crowd, a uh, bit better. But uh, the same decision was because they've played the majority of their games this season at Nevermore Park in Geisling. So it feels like they're home a bit more, which I guess is fair enough. Um, and there's always, you know, the, the final of the Premier League Cup, I think that's over two legs. Yeah, so just, we can always play that. Let's just win the semi-final first. Newcastle yeah. under-23s are actually a really good team because they, yeah. they've beaten our under-23s already this season. Yeah, We've beaten them, though, as well. We have. Uh, we, I think we played them twice in the in the group stages of the cup, and they beat us once, and we beat them once. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we beat him the, the last group group stage game as well, and uh, that, beat him at Geisley to get through. So. Yeah, we we overtook. Um, we yeah, <laughs> by winning that game, we dropped Southampton out of the qualifiers. So. <laughs> It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's been 23. So hopefully they uh, do get through to the final. And uh, if they do with that Island Bird, that'll be great. And you know, it'll be great as well because I was listening to the LS11 podcast and, uh, on a Wednesday. Andy Cousins was there. And he, of course, playing playing in the Youth Cup, uh, listening to Noel Wheeling before as well, you know, play, playing uh, for Leeds United uh, Youth. And, you know, back then, the youth games are massive. And they used to actually sell out Ellen Bird. You know, Andy Cousins, he, he played in this uh, Youth Cup game against Manchester United, and they had you know post goals and that way when they were all young. They won it, yeah. And and yeah, and and they won it, and that that was at Ellen Road, you know, thirty odd thousand at Ellen Road for the youth game. You know, it, it shows you know if you got a good uh, youth team and you play at Ellen Road, not you know, many of those, you, not many of those youth players in that team though for Leeds actually came through. No, <laughs> all, almost all of the Manchester United youth players came through. Yeah, Paul Scholes, Giggs, and all. I them. think Noel Whelan is like one of the only ones that came through and made a big impact on, yeah. the, on the first team. And yeah. even even then, we sold him after a couple of years. Anyway, mm. so did we sell him to Coventry? I think so. Uh, but but now we get we're getting a load through. Uh, but afternoon twenty threes. Um, now before we uh, move on to the uh, Sheffield Wednesday game this Saturday, let's talk about a clip that circled the uh, internet uh, over this past week and even tweeted out by uh, the club themselves. Don't know if you've seen it. I have seen uh, it. But the Game of Thrones, a uh, huge TV series, is Game of Thrones. If you never watched it, uh, but uh, uh, Game of Thrones star uh, Nikolai Costa Waldo. I don't know, I don't know if you pronounce it like that. Yeah. Did you know he was a Leeds fan? No, I didn't know. I knew. I, didn't know. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Scandinavian, they're all these fans. Uh, he's from Denmark. Um, he was on the American chat show, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, I've actually seen the building where Jimmy Kimmel is, uh, is uh, filmed. Hollywood uh, Boulevard. I've never been to Los Angeles, so I haven't. <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, but yeah, he basically got a whole crowd to uh, chant Imbielsa We Trust. Very funny. Uh, uh, after I'm, I'm, tricking I'm, I'm, them. After <laughs> tricking them with a storyline, they were saying Bielsa. Yeah, there's a guy called Bielsa. He comes to the north and, and makes it a, some paradise. <laughs> <laughs> and then got to be it was funny because he was stringing them along because they're all Americans and they don't really understand. <laughs> they don't really understand yeah. proper sport. Jimmy Kimmel said it afterwards. Oh, us dumb Americans know nothing about soccer. <laughs> what a horrible it, word soccer is. <laughs> I mean, whenever you say that, whenever you call them out for saying that ridiculous word, they always go, "Oh yeah, but you made it up." Yeah, and we haven't used it for 150 years yeah. for a reason. Yeah, because they <laughs> right. Because they, they, it, there were two sports originally: association football and rugby football. So we, in this country, we said, "All right, association football—that's football," and rugby football—that's rugby. Yeah. In their country, they went rather than so, uh, shot an association football to football. They, 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 they decided association was the word they should use there, and that got shot into soccer. <laughs> and uh, and obviously, rugby football in their country got got shot into just football. And American uh, football. Well, we Even call, though the belly they, of defeat. They don't call it that, though. They just call it football. Yeah. Um, and, and because the ball's a foot long, that's the reason why it's called football. <laughs> and they barely kick the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no offside rule, so there's nothing to stop your player running the length of the pitch and you kicking it to him. It's a, it's such a garbage sport. <laughs> it's actually so bad. <laughs> I ran over about about the Americans. I've, I've got I've got family in America who listen no, to this no, podcast. No, so let's, uh, <laughs> no, I've got nothing against Americans, but American football is a bad sport. Yeah, and they shouldn't call football. I, I, I have actually met some great Americans, and they are. It's, it is actually there's some great things about the country. Sport is not one of them. 
Yeah, they, they shouldn't call it soccer. That's definitely, but no, it's it, football. Great from a from a via Game of Thrones star Nikolai to a sorry to Ed's <laughs> relatives, <laughs> uh, but great of him to a, you know get the whole crowd to chant in Bielsa he trusted. It. it was funny and it was, it put us Leeds United on the map in in America now. Well, you say that, but <laughs> it's not like all these Americans are going to go home and like decide to be a Leeds fan. Oh, did they got us all to say in Bielsa he trusts Leeds United apparently? Let's there's a, there's a, apparently there's a big Leeds bar in. Uh, in New York, the New York Whites there is, there run is. a big Leeds bar, and um, that um, John Richardson, the comedian, he's a big Leeds fan. He's been there. Yeah. Russell Crowe, he goes there every time he's in there. If I ever got New York, I'm going to that bar as well because that's going to be ace. Yeah, that'd be great. But, I, but I've never been to New York, so. And if you go, you need to make sure that there's a Leeds game on there. Um, I think it's just a Leeds bar year round. Whether or not I know, obviously. No, but if there's a football match on, it'd be even better. It, yeah, obviously it would because you get everyone in there. Um, but yeah, I'd yeah. love to go to that. Yeah, but, anyway, uh, but enough, enough about uh, that. Yeah, Probably but, get in more trouble. <laughs> yeah, but great stuff there. If you haven't seen the clip, make sure you you go check it out. It'll be online. It's, it's on the Leeds United Twitter page, so make sure you go check it out. It, it is quite funny. Uh, it's a good interview as well. Uh, I don't really watch Game of Thrones, but I think I'll watch the final series just because I know that he's a Leeds United fan. You should watch it. It's an excellent series. Yeah, he's also the best character in the show. Yeah, um, ah, even better. Not morally, but. Character development-wise, he's the best character of the show. And he's a Legion United fan. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, well, let's move on then to the uh, game this weekend. Uh, Legion United against Sheffield United at Ellen Road, 5.30. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, yep. <laughs> uh, at Ellen Road, 5.30pm uh, kickoff uh, on Saturday. Of course, it's a uh, Yorkshire derby. Uh, the last Yorkshire derby for us of the season. Thank God for that, because there's <laughs> about 50 of them every season. <laughs> and Sky big them up every time. <laughs> like, it, like, bloody Hull away, like that's a big game. <laughs> Middlesbrough versus Leeds, apparently that's a Yorkshire derby. They're not even well. in Yorkshire. They're, they, they are Geordie <laughs> at best. They technically are. They're not. But they're, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Charles, how do you see this one playing out? As in, you want me to give a score prediction, or how, are you asking me how you... How, how do you see it playing out? It's going to be a tough game, isn't it? <clears throat> it <clears throat> they're on good form, and they've started playing like a football team again, which is a shame, because they were really bad at one point. They've got like 50 strikers on their books as well. They've got like Ash- Ashley Fletcher, at least, uh, Gary Hooper. Of course, yeah, Gary Hooper has just gone uh, missing. Fernando <laughs> Forestieri, they've got... Who, who always dives and cheats <laughs> endlessly against Leeds. Um... They've, they've they've got Barry Bannon in the midfield. They've they've got they've got a decent ish squad. They've got like Lucas Zhao up front as well. How many strikers have they got? Their wage ball must be they're, enormous. <laughs> they've got loads. Um, they, they, they've got a good squad. They've got Westwood and goal. I really like. Uh, well, we will. Didn't we? Kieran Westwood in goal. He's a good, he's a good keeper. Yeah. At this, at this level, he's a good championship keeper. Yeah. And um, I think he fell out with the previous manager, so they but, they were playing like youth keepers and getting like. Giving away like howlers every week, <laughs> and now they've started playing a proper developed uh, early thirties keeper with ten years of experience, yeah. and they've stopped conceding goals. Yeah, since Steve Bruce came in, Steve Bruce is you know he's come in and just seems to have turned it all around massively. No, they were poor side, but he's come in and improved them. Yeah, the football is terrible because it's Steve Bruce, but they <laughs> they they defend well now. Yeah, they, I mean they get results. They, they get results. They they get nil nils or they nick one nils. Or they they beat Forest three nil, but that was quite fortunate because Forest quite I, a few of their goals. They were oh, them they, goals that, they, that yeah uh, for, Forest, Forest conceded. For, Forest gave away soft goals and uh, Forest also should have scored. Yeah, uh, early in the first half mm-hmm. and in the second half as well. 
Yeah, Steve Bruce, he, you know, he definitely has, um, you know, he, he's come in and, and you know, they've started getting results. You know, Sheffield Wednesday, they're in good form. Only one loss in the past 14 championship games. Everyone's on about them possibly rolling over to stop Sheffield United going up. But if they want to have any chance of going up, they have to win this game. Yeah. Because they've got us away and then they've got Norwich away immediately after. So they <laughs> that's a tough couple of games for them and us. Yeah. Um, yeah, only two points off the playoffs as well. So and they, they're in tenth. So they they need to win really. Yeah, if they want to get playoffs. Yeah, but, but it depends what's more important to Sheffield Wednesday fans: the possibility of making the playoffs or preventing your rivals from being promoted out into the Premier League. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it depends how bitter they are. Yeah. But the players will think a bit like that. The Sheffield Wednesday players will come out to win the game. Yeah, and they and Steve Bruce will set them up to win the game. They'll be uh, they'll be difficult to beat, difficult to break down. They'll be plenty of set pieces. They'll be um, try, trying to find Fletcher as much as possible and um, trying to stop us from playing our game, which some teams have successfully done. They'll be trying to hit us on the counter. Yeah, They'll be trying to do what Hull did to us. They'll be trying to do what Forrest did to us. They'll be trying to do do that kind of... What Birmingham did to us. That kind of horrible... Just do what Steve Bruce usually does. Ten men behind the ball, win the ball back and then sprint down the field with everybody. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just so bad. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, as I said, it gets you know it gets some results. Well, yeah, it one works. loss in it fourteen works. championship games, seven wins in does. Um, who did they lose to? Uh, they lost against Villa three one at home. I think they were unfortunate to lose that as well. Yeah, they scored two goals really late on did Villa. Yeah, yeah, um, but as we said, the last game Tuesday night to beat uh, Nottingham Forest three nil at home. Um, yeah, so a tough nut to crack, but so you know, are we. What? What? Yeah, what the players need to do. Just need to go carry the confidence momentum from that win over Preston, and yeah, just kick on now. You know, if we play like we did against Preston, you know, we'll go and win. What worries me is Bielsa's. I think Steve Bruce plays two up front, which means we might end up playing that three at the back system, which we never get right. Yeah, because Phillips ends up going in the back three, and it doesn't ever work. Really ever. Work. I don't think we've seen us play once yeah. when, we, when we start the game in the back three. Yeah, Phillips is good central defensive <clears throat> midfielder. Oh. Just as a straight centre back in a in a pack two. Just play four one four one. Make sure Janssen and Cooper are marking uh, Fletcher and whoever else is playing up front because yeah. it'd probably be Gary Hooper. Um, get mark them out of the game and just play how we usually play and we'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, we we just need to kick on and you know take take momentum. We we can't win beat Preston and then lose you know lose against Sheffield Wednesday. You know we, we need we need to get a, a bit of a one going in, going into these last five games definitely. Um, but yeah, we, we can't lose. You know it's a must not lose game. No games, no game uh, for this season. We, we can't lose anymore because you know five games left. Sheffield United they're not going to drop many points, so we, we we can't afford to lose. They are more than likely going to beat Millwall at home. Yeah, so we have to beat Sheffield Wednesday yeah. at home. So, so the pressure will will be on us. But as I said, hopefully Millwall they do do us a favour. <laughs> I mean the game after. We've got Wigan, who have like one of the worst away records in the league, yeah. and yeah. they and they've got. Um, we should pick up three points against Wigan. They've either got Hull or Forest. They, I think. Um, let's have a look. Wigan have a. Not Wigan, uh, Sheffield United. I think they've got uh, Forest or Hull. Sheffield United after this game. After after Millwall, uh, they've got uh, Nottingham Forest at home. So on a Friday night as well. Uh, not Friday. Forest are in brilliant form, but you'd hope they'd manage... They've got a decent-ish team for us, so you'd hope yeah. they'd pull the result out. Pressure's going to be back on us on Friday then. Friday's fixtures, of course, Good Friday, Easter weekend. Uh, but Sheffield United, they play at 12.30 and we play at 3 o'clock against Wigan. So pressure's going, to be, pressure's going to be on us again, which is not good. <laughs> um, of course, the last time we played Sheffield Wednesday, we drew a one-all uh, away at Hillsborough back in, t- back in uh, September. 
will of course be a different game though uh, but are you confident are you hopeful that, that we can get the win here I'm always confident we can get the win yeah I mean <clears throat> I just I really want us to just turn up for five games that's all I want yeah just I really up. want to go up it's not It's not that hard to turn up for five games is it <laughs> it really shouldn't we, be we've shown it throughout the entire season let's just Stick Let's it. just win this last five yeah. games and not have to worry about what Sheffield United no, are doing. Against teams that are lower than us. Come on, let's let's just let's just do it. Let's well, every do team it. apart from Norwich is lower yeah. than us. We get we get we get teams that aren't good, you know, Wigan next, you know, Brentford. You know, they're, they're not good teams. We, we, we need we need we, we need to be winning. Just turn up, just turn up. The, um, the Villa game is worrying me a bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're on really good form. Yeah, they, they have really They've good won last six games. Even last night as well, they were down ten men uh, away at Rotherham, end up winning two one after being one 0 bit one 0 down. Um, but back onto this game, so lineups. We're recording this before press conference, so we don't know if anyone is out and uh, uh, or not. But if no one is out, if there are no uh, new injury concerns, it will probably just be an unchanged lineup. I think we would have heard about it by now. Yeah, I think the, is the press conference today or is it tomorrow? It'll be, it'll be today. It'll be today. Thursday. It'll be 12, 12.30, what? Yeah, Thursday. But, um, you know, it probably will be an unchanged lineup if there's no new uh, injury concerns, which, uh, you know, nothing wrong. We won our last game. So, yeah, just stick with the team and uh, just let them carry on. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think there'll be any changes for our team. We don't really <clears throat> we don't make changes unless we've got injuries or massive drops off in form, which yeah. don't happen very often. So, we'll, we'll be the same. Yeah. Uh, let's get your score prediction then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did you? I, I, I can just see two one leads. That just look. It looks like it's going to be a two one leads. <laughs> I'd look. I, I wouldn't. Get, I wouldn't care if it was two one leads. I mean, I'd be, I'd, be del- I'd be delighted. But I think it will be two one leads. Uh, I reckon two <clears> 0 <throat> I reckon we can keep a clean sheet. Two 0 I'd love us to keep a clean sheet. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm going to go two uh, 0 to uh, uh, to Leeds United for Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but that brings us to the end of uh, episode 16 of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast uh thank you uh, very much to charles as always for joining me in the studio thanks for having me on mate and uh we're looking forward to uh saturday's game uh thank you to uh, everyone who has uh, listened we really do appreciate it i hope you all uh, have enjoyed and if you have enjoyed then why not uh, subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform uh, you're listening or watching on uh, give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Definitely, please, a uh, five-star review rating. Uh, share it around as well. Help us out. That that mean a lot. Uh, make sure to follow uh, All Things Leeds on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, keep up to date with everything that is uh, happening. Uh, subscribe to the All Things Leeds YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Me and Charles, we will be back next week to have a look at the uh, Easter weekend fixtures. Um, so, yeah, we'll be <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading it already. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will be back next week. Uh, yeah, thank you again uh, for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>